Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Oh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. devil gon' win, nope. tryna make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trying, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path to save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yeah, Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To cite to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, shalom and good morning. Uh, in the ancient Hebrew, uh, greeting or salutation or holy kiss of Yahweh, Wahasham, Yahweh Shai, Barak, Atham, to the 12 tribes worldwide, greeting to, the, uh, to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Ashton, Thali, and Issachar. You've tuned in to another episode of ISVHPK. Uh, presents Bible Talk Podcast. My name is Mashaba. I'm the narrator of, of the show. I've been doing this for the past 13 years. Uh, welcome to welcome. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, March 20, 29th. Already? We can't be right. Wow. Yes, it is, brothers and sisters. It is Wednesday, March 29th. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, if you'd like to come and listen to the show live, um, whenever we do our, our podcast, um, whether, whether it's uh, uh, Monday through Thursday from, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, that's usually when we like to try and keep our, um, the, our content coming out. Uh, you can call into area code 646-668-2568, and you can listen in live uh, if, you, if you choose to call in. Uh, you can uh, call the area code 646-668-2568, and you'll be able to listen in live to the show. Um, or you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com. When that, uh, when, when that website comes up, then go, uh, go to the search box and type in uh, uh, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Type my name in, uh, and that will bring you to our episode page. And if it's a, a live streaming that we're doing, You'll be able to listen in live uh, to the live stream uh, by, by, by connecting that way. Or, like I say, you, you can call in. And then all of our shows are archived or library um, at the www.blogsalvation.com uh, website. Going all the way back to February, uh, February, February, 20, February 26, 2010 is when we first started our first uh, episode. And uh, coming forward to to uh, uh, present day, and there's a library there that keeps them in chronological order from the latest episode that we do, going all the way back to our, our very first one uh, there at the Blog Talk Library. You can also catch catch our our shows uh, on Podcast Addict. You can also catch our shows on iHeartRadio uh, Podcast, on Google Podcast, and also uh, Apple iTunes Radio Podcast uh, uh, under ISBHPK. Bible talk, where, where we try and uh, let the Bible do all the talking. Being part of the ISBHP, ISBHPK network, uh, we have school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, and Rochester, New York. Um, you're, more, uh, you're more than welcome to come, uh, come, come to class or listen, uh, watch class and our, on our YouTube stations, ISBHPK, uh, San Antonio, uh, Houston, or, or, or Norfolk. Um, uh, there is an ISBHBK class going on every day on YouTube, all right? Um, if, if, that, if you're that type of, a, of, of, of student, 
and you get to the visual, the visual, which is all, all good. Uh, there's an ISBHBK class going on every day at, at one of the one of those three um, uh, YouTube YouTube channels. So you uh, morning and and welcome, more than welcome and invited it to check uh, check it out there and, and, and learn the Bible right? and learn and learn the Bible. Um, Keep with Zephaniah chapter two and verse one, where it says, "Gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation that desire, before the decree brings forth, before the day pass of the shaft, before the first thing of the Lord come upon you." That gathering, gather is important. That all Hebrew Israelites that we that we gather together, right here in North Central South America and around the world. So, you know, I mean, if you're uh, if you have the means, um, pretty much um, there's a lot of most cities in, in America right now. There's a, there's a Hebrew Israelite school, church, or something in your area. Um, uh, please uh, go and check it out. All right, uh, go go and get the information. Go and check it out. As we prepare for uh, Matthew chapter six verse nine, the Lord's prayer: Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That we're supposed to be preparing. For the kingdom of heaven to come, for Christ's kingdom to come, for God's kingdom to come, that's going to be an everlasting kingdom, an eternal kingdom that's never going to fade away, and it's going to be ruled with God's righteousness. It's going to that the laws of the land are going to be the laws of God, the laws of the Bible, and that from Judges chapter five verse eleven, it's that it's good for us to be starting to practice and preparing for the kingdom of God to come, starting to practice God's statutes. Law, statutes, and commandments and judgments, um, and learning them and, and putting them into application. That we really are in the time of grace and mercy at this present time. Grace and mercy is not going to start when the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes. Grace and mercy is now to, to be given the opportunity to prepare for when He actually gets here. Right? That that it we're in the time now of preparation. And according to Romans chapter 13, verse 11, that the uh, – let, let me put that one up real quick. I don't want to just paraphrase that one. According to the teachings of Christ when he, uh, when he walked the earth and he was here, and according to here in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, where it doesn't read, it does say as follows, and that knowing the time that now – I, again, I'm in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness and in chambering and wantonness, not in, in, in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, or Yahweh Shine in ancient Hebrew, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So <clears throat> the time is definitely getting short. Um, there's so many classes um, um, uh, being taught by so many uh, Hebrew Israelite groups uh, on so many different podcasts or, or in, and YouTube channels and, and, uh, and, and everywhere from the, in the street evangelizing, uh, bringing out the, the prophecies. And, and, and giving clear evidence and showing that things prophesied that will be happening in the last days uh, before Christ makes his return 
are most surely and evidently taking place word for word that as it was prophesied over 3,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, that it's coming to pass, that, it, that these things are definitely happening and we're in that time. For the salvation of the nation of Israel. And I know when I say that for a lot of people that, that, that can touch a lot of sore, sore, sore spots, they can touch a lot of nerves. Um, but as we're doing this series, that we're particularly personally doing this series on biblical salvation, um, so contrary to what the world has been taught to believe through religion, through theology, um, since the age of the colonizers uh, came to the Americas, that salvation Biblical salvation in the Bible has always been focused around and, and been concentrated on <clears throat> the Hebrew Israelites. That biblical salvation has always been concerning the Hebrew Israelites as we have gone into various captivities throughout the millennium, throughout, throughout history, that because of the, our sins against God, because of our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, that the 12 tribes of Israel have repeatedly gone into captivity. And then it required the, the Israelites, the 12 tribes, to come together, confess their sins, our sins as a nation, uh, humble down, pray for a redeemer, a savior, or a judge, and the Lord God fulfilling that, that request. Um, the only thing that's been different at this present time, as opposed to any other time through biblical history, is that all the other times in biblical history that we went in captivity, we still knew our nationality. We still knew our name. We still knew we were the 12 tribes of Israel. And the reason that, that was it's always important and why we understand why this is not a, a religious thing is that in knowing our nationality, we knew why we were in captivity. We, had, we, 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 we understood why God had the nation of Israel, the Israelites, the 12 tribes of Israel, in captivity because we sinned, because we broke the covenant of God. And we understood what we had to do. We had to now come back together as a nation, confess what, what, what we did wrong in, in, in a sign of repentance and show that humility, and that from then we could go now pray to, 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 to the Father, um, showing our humility, showing our confessions, showing that we acknowledge what we did, and the Lord would always save us again from that captivity. It's been this current captivity that we've been in um, uh, here in, in the Americas. Now, we know we've been scattered throughout the four corners of the earth, and we're going to touch on some scriptures. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get to them today, but we're going to touch on some scriptures because there's a lot of, a lot of uh you want, I want to say controversy. There's a lot of, uh, 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 I guess that's the word I need to use, controversy, concerning the 12 tribes chart uh, that we do use. That On the 12 tribes chart that we use, it does say uh, Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. Yeah, that is on the 12 tribes chart. And, yes, we do know and understand that Israel has been scattered to the four corners of the earth, that uh, you, you look at many uh, uh, Hebrew-Israelite groups uh, today, they're, they're teaching in, in Africa, in Ghana, Nigeria, 
um, uh, the, the teaching in India. Um, I mean, as actual Hebrew Israelites was showing uh, Christ is black, uh, that we are keeping our such commandments in the Most High, and that we are the 12 tribes that have been scattered abroad. It's taking place uh, in, in Japan. In the, I've seen camps in Netherlands, Philippines, um, uh, Hawaii, uh, obviously the, the Caribbean islands, uh, and even, even like the northern areas of, of Mexico. We're seeing this taking place. We're seeing this uh, taking place. But the reason the 12 tribes chart is really focused on those people in North, Central, South America is more specifically aimed at those people here in America, especially dealing with the age of conquest here in the Americas, in that it's in North America um, where you can find all people gathered in one place, like the Tower of Babel of antiquity. That it, it was prophesied that that it, uh, the Lord is going to save the kings of Judah first from this from um, the land of this captivity. Let me get that real quick. Also, while I'm quoting that, so I don't sound just like a complete lunatic. Um, T-E-N-T-S, tense, J-U-D-A-H, Judah. And it's just amazing why why we haven't been bringing this up more, but I need to. Um, When we go to Zechariah chapter 12, verse 7, the book of Zechariah chapter 12, verse 7, it says, The Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. And I'm saying that because if we look at it, if you think about it, the Lord shall save the tents of Judah first. A tent is where you, obviously, you, you live in. A tent is something that, 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 that uh, you habitate. A tent is, is where you live. So the Lord is telling us in this prophecy that the Lord shall save the tents of Judah first. Where we're going to find the majority of the Judites at is going to be here in North America, as well as where can you find remnants of all twelve tribes? It's here in North America. So, in keeping with, with this prophecy right here, it says the Lord shall save the tents of Judah first. Where is Judah living at? Well, we know again from the prophecies. Let me let me get this here. Let me get this here. Um, H-A-N-D, neck, E-N-E-M-I-E-S, enemies. Um, neck, E-N-E-M-I-E-S. Okay, why are you not giving it to me? Um H-A-N-D-N-E-C-K. I'm going to go find it real quick, y'all. Um, in reference, again, to Judah and the tents of Judah being are going to be saved first, said so the rest of Israel does not magnify themselves against Judah. Um, 
Judas and Lions Well, uh, from the frame of sun that had gone up, uh, he creeped down, he cast his line, he cast an old line, who should rise him up. The seven shall not depart from Judah, nor lie given from between his feet until Salah come. Now to him shall the gathering of the people be. And we don't understand, we understand truly that that's a reference. Um, it's, a, it's a messianic uh, prophecy referring to when Jesus Christ does actually come. But it's talking about Judah. But let me go here to um, Deuteronomy chapter 33. Um, In Deuteronomy chapter 33, um, these are the blessings and the prophecies, the last blessings and the last prophecies that Moses had for the nation of Israel before he was actually going to go up into, about, I believe, Mount Hermon, uh, where he could take a look at the promised land. I remember, part of his, his punishment and consequence was that he was not going to be able to enter into the promised land uh, because of not giving the most high the glory at the uh, waters of Meribah. So these were the last words that Moses had uh, as a blessing and a prophecy concerning the 12 tribes before it was done. So in verse in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 6, he talks about Reuben. Uh, in verse 8 is, uh, is Levi. Uh, verse 12 is Benjamin. Uh, verse 13 is Joseph referring to Ephraim. Uh, Am- Amnesah. Uh, verse 18 is Zebulon, uh, Zebulon and Issachar. Uh, verse 20 is Gad. Uh, 22 is Dan. 23 is Naphtali. 24 is Asher. Come on, where's Judah? Uh, Reuben, just around Reuben. I'm sorry, y'all. Obviously, this this wasn't planned. This was not planned. Um, I, I gotta find this. This this now that that's gonna be that 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 mosquito or that gnat buzzing around in my ear. Let me take a quick music intermission because I don't like your dead silence. Uh, I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this. Here we go.
Man, I'm running around like my little daughter. Hey, father, I just want to be heard. Hey, really? I just want to save souls, man. Actually, I'm just trying to play my role. Yeah, sometimes I might fall back, but I keep coming back like I'm dead rose. Man, these truths got these boys exposed. They gossiping, acting like some crows. They say they out there doing the work, but you don't see nothing. That's how you know. They hang themselves. We just give them rope. John Snow, I could have cut their throat. Yeah, they think that they had me shook, but this truth hit them with that okie doke. I forgive me for that, y'all. Um, I found it. I found what I was looking for. It wasn't Genesis chapter forty-nine. I, I just missed. I missed the verse. Going back to Genesis chapter forty-nine, um, off of Zechariah twelve and seven. Genesis forty-nine and eight says, "Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Uh, thy father's children shall bow down before thee." Now, if we look at this prophecy right here. We know and understand it's referring to, uh, to, to Christ. Uh, there's references to Christ and, and uh, his crucifixion. We got that. That, that, that. That's completely understood. But also now in reference to the tribe of Judah, uh, especially in, in the last days. When we read Genesis chapter 49 and verse 1 and 2, these were the last words that Jacob had to his 12 sons who became the fathers of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. To be an Israelite or a, one of the children of Israel, remember everybody, Israel was an actual man. He was an actual man. His name was Jacob first. He was an actual man, and he had 12 sons. These 12 sons became the fathers of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. That's why we are referred to as the children of Israel, the tribes of Israel. You, you couldn't convert to being an Israelite because in order to be an Israelite, you have to come out of the lineage of Abraham, Jacob. You can, you can follow the Israelites. You can, you can respect the culture. Just like there's, there's culture vultures um, uh, of, of, of our people dealing with the, the hip-hop um, uh, Generation and not even just the hip hop, uh, the hip hop, the blues, rock and roll. Um, there would be no Rolling Stones, there'd be no Beatles, there'd be no Who, there would be no Sticks, there'd be no Van Halen, there'd be no there'd be no rock and roll. Um, there would have been no Elvis. It wasn't for our people. Right? It wasn't for what our people were already doing in music, um, particularly the slaves here in the Americas, for what we had going on here in America, that the trendsetters. Of the, around the whole world, even will Christ come back and say that ye are the salt of the earth? Salt adds flavor to everything. And what people are more imitated in the world, there is nobody more imitated in the world than the so-called Negroes here in America, no, in North America, being more specific. So when we're reading in Genesis chapter 49, verse 1, it says, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. So here we have Jacob, whose name was changed to whose name was changed to Israel, are going to give prophecies about clues 
archaeological and anthropological clues for us to know who the 12 tribes of Israel are in the last days. Verse 2, Genesis 49, verse 2. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel, your father. We keep, this, this is some teaching that I haven't heard these scriptures for such a long time. Even by myself, I haven't pulled these in a long time. That this is, this is a blood covenant. This, this is not a religion to be a Hebrew Israelite. It, it's not a cult to be a Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite. The 12 sons of Jacob were not a cult. They were given a culture. They were given a laws. They were given a government. They were given a constitution directly from God. That's a democracy where they came up on, on their own, and they made with their own laws, statutes, made their own uh, uh, constitution. No, we were given heavenly ordinances, a heavenly law, a heavenly judgments from the Lord God himself at Mount Sinai. That was given to the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, to the 12 sons, to the sons of Jacob. All right? So, again, we have in the prophecies from Israel, Jacob, to his 12 sons about what was going to befall them in the last days. I don't know if everybody caught that. I'm talking kind of fast, but what's going to happen to us in the last days? Jumping down now to verse 8. I missed it by one verse earlier. Now we're in verse 8. In Genesis chapter 49, verse 8, it says, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. So in these last days, what, which people on the earth is imitated more or have such an influence on the world as the so-called Negroes here in North America. Who sets all the trends of what is fashionable, of what is in, what is hip, what is, what is, um, what is in? If it's not the so-called Negroes doing that, and they say the best form of, of flattery is what? Imitation. Imitation is the highest form of flattery that, that, that can be given. And even if it's in our negative, we, the so-called Negroes in America, influence the world more than anybody else in the world really has the power to do. That if, if the so-called Negroes, um, again, when we was doing uh, uh, bebop, going back to you know, a Miles Davis, going back to a, a, a Dizzy Gillespie, going back to, to um, uh Chuck Berry, we've had an influence on the whole world. Even, even, even from, 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 and I'm not going to make this a, I'm not going here. I'm not going to a long ass class like this to give, just give an example. That from the way the Negroes, the so-called Negroes in America, the slaves dress, the way the slaves in America have, uh, the ones that brought on, on cargo slave ships talk, um, our mannerisms, Nobody has the, the cultural impact on the world the way so-called Negroes do. Nobody. Everybody follows the trends that get set down by so-called Negroes. It, to even, again, even to current day hip-hop, which started in the ghettos of North America. It started in the ghettos of North America in New York City. And that, that whole bebop culture, breaking, dancing, the music, the talk, the slang, the 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 dance the uh, the whole culture 
has influenced the whole entire world and has become a another multi-trillion dollar business where people are profiting off of by imitating the so-called Negroes here in America. So again, in Genesis chapter 49, verse 8, it says, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Everybody wants to be or do or has been influenced by the trends that have been set down by the so-called Negroes here in North America. It says, thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Judah's hand. In order to have your, your hand around somebody's neck, you've got to be right there next to them. You've got to be right there next to them. And for the so-called Negroes, for us to be here in the Americas, right next, right up with our enemies, the so-called white man, look at the influence and the impact that, our, that we have, the Negroes have on America. I'm not, I'm not taking away from any, any other tribe. Just, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not doing that. But nobody has the impact on the world like the so-called Negroes in America. While we're, our hand is at the neck of our enemies, while we're right here next to our enemies. Let's take a look at it. Um, like they say, if you're a black man in America named Mike, you have, you've had an influence on the whole entire world, be it Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Um, how, 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 how did, how did uh, J.D. say song? Jackson. Tyson, Jordan, Game 6, all Michaels coming from where? All so-called Negroes who, who were the, 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 the children of sharecroppers, who were the children who, whose parents were the children of sharecroppers, whose parents, their parents being the children of slaves. And look at the influence that has been had. If it's Michael, Michael Jordan, a basketball player, a, a skinny kid from Brooklyn, New York, moved down to North Carolina, didn't even make the uh, basketball team when he first tried out. And look at the cultural influence this man has had on, on the whole entire world, being a so-called Negro from North America to where basketball has, has spread. The game of basketball, which was invented by a, a, a white man, I forget his name, uh, wherever, wherever the Hall of Fame is at, that it spread across the whole entire planet. But Michael Jordan, North Carolina, uh, gets to the league, and this man changed the game from the way people dressed, the shorts that were being worn, the shoes that were being worn, the style of dress that, um, that he came with. It changed everything. It changed everything. And then, uh, come on, and then when we get to Michael Jackson, you got people around the world fainting. They, they were going to Michael Jackson's concerts, and grown-ass men from around the world going to a Michael Jackson concert to see him on a screen, to see him on a screen, were fainting, crying, tears of, of, of Lord, I don't know what the hell you can call it, like no other. Coming from the stock of Negroes that were slaves here in North America. And then Mike Tyson, come on. Come on. Mike Tyson still being compared to, to when it comes to boxing. Michael Jackson is still the standard for what a heavy boxer is supposed to be like and look like. Now, if we can go through the, the ranks, 
from 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 Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones Jr., uh, Floyd Mayweather, going back to Muhammad Ali, uh, to 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 a uh, uh, um, a Riddick Bowe and Evander Holyfield, going back to a Muhammad Ali, a Joe Frazier, a George Foreman. A Ken Norton, going going all the way back to uh, Smokey Robinson, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean Jackie Robinson. But in music, we can go to, go to Smokey Robinson also, and then going all the way back to, to uh, Jack Johnson. Who has had more of an impact on the world than the so-called Negroes? The slaves came to, on slave ships here to North America, where it was prophesied that what Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hands shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Now, again, we know let's talk about, ultimately, it's talking about Christ coming out of the tribe of Judah. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. But on a tribal level, who is imitated more than the so-called Negroes here in America who are the tribe of Judah? Nobody. So to have the 12 tribes try to focus on North America, where, again, Judah, your hands gonna be in the neck of your enemies. You're gonna and the Lord's gonna say the tent of Judah first. Where is Judah at? Right here in North America. Which also happens to be the place where you can find because it's the great melting pot. You can find remnants uh, and, and find the the twelve tribes of Israel here in North America, unlike any other place on the entire planet. So to come back now and, 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 yeah, and the focus be on waking up to 12 tribes of Israel that were here in North America, and that focus being here in North America, it is spread to the, to the rest of the world. All praise to, to the Most High God. But for it to be started here in North America, there's a reason for that. There's definitely a reason for that. And, brother, I'm going to tell you, this is not a part of my – this is not a, a visual part of my class. I don't even know why, why we, I, I'm, I'm even here dealing with this. This was nowhere in my mind as far as I want to give a little beginning uh, introduction and uh, continue on with the class. But, damn, it, it, that this seems so evident, so clear. And these were some teachings <coughs> that we used to always teach so much. Genesis chapter 49, verses 1, uh, one and 2, and, and going and showing and proving, and even about Judah, to where now people are, are taking pot shots at us about the 12 tribes chart. Come on. Um, the 12 tribes chart is divinely inspired and, and, and divinely, divinely directed by the Lord God. And by the time we go over these scriptures here that, that, we've, done, that we've done, and then also include Ezekiel chapter 37 uh, in connection with Revelation chapter 11, verse 11, down? Come on, y'all. No. I know it's upsetting a lot of people, and I'm just looking at the, the propaganda that's being, that's being infiltrated in by enemies of the state, by enemies of God. Um, to now get, get <coughs> to get the focus off of or get to go so hard at trying to make the twelve tribes chart look so in um so fallible, so false, uh and trying to keep uh, still keep with this notion um of salvation still being for everybody. Uh, no. Now is the world gonna benefit? Let me let me let me again keep clarifying my, my my statement. Is the world gonna benefit from the salvation of the children of Israel out of captivity? Yeah. The world's going to benefit. No different than when the children of Israel were delivered out of our first captivity 
the, the, the captivity of the Egyptian Empire. I feel like, I, I'm, like, like uh, when I say empire, I'm thinking about like some Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back uh, type, type of situation with, with the Sith, the Sith Lords and everything, and, and uh, the Rebellion having, having to fight against, against the, such a dark empire. But for the Israelites being delivered out of the Egyptian Empire, obviously with the, it didn't benefit the, the actual uh, Egyptian Empire or, or government, but it freed other nations from their captivity, from their rulership. That, that, is, that, that is true and that is evident and that, that's obvious. But the salvation was focused on which people? Was it for the salvation of the whole world? No. That salvation that Moses brought, that the Lord brought to the hand of Moses and his, and his brother Aaron was, was aimed at the Hebrew Israelites, the 12 tribes of, of, of the nation of Israel. And upon their being freed, um, liberated, um, from that captivity, yeah, the the, wor- the world benefited, they, and that they were no longer under the, the influence of the Egyptians. So, in like manner, when Christ comes back this time, and and salvation is for the nation of Israel, being saved out of the captivity that we are currently in, yeah, the world's going to benefit. Not the world governments, because all governments are going to fall. We can make sure that that's going to, that's, that's thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. That's the Lord's prayer. That it's going to be God's kingdom. And it's going to be God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven on the whole entire planet. It's not going to, it's not going to be um, any democracies. That's not going to happen. It's not going to be somebody else's communism. No, it's going to be the earth. Going back to like, like God had stated from the very beginning in the job that he had given to Adam, and his descendants, they have dominion, power, rulership, authority over the whole entire planet and to operate the whole entire planet under the jurisdiction, guidance, and, and, and governance of God's laws, statutes, and commandments. That it's, it's going back to that state all right, with, with, with the salvation of God and that the whole world is going to be at peace. When, when the Israelites finally get, get back home, the scriptures tell us, too many scriptures telling you that the world will be at peace. The nations will learn war no more. Once Jesus Christ, who the world calls Jesus Christ, who in Hebrew we, call, we say uh, Yahweh Shai, actually comes to deliver, save, and redeem the nation of Israel out of the captivity that we're currently in. So now that I think of all that, uh, not a waste of time, by no means what I just did was that a waste of time. But wow. That really just just just, just over, overtook me. So continue on with the topic uh, uh, in the series of biblical salvation, and we're dealing with uh, biblical salvation, uh, a righteous branch. All right, biblical salvation, a righteous branch. Let's get into it. Uh, yesterday's class talks on talks about Tuesdays. Talks about Tuesdays again. Another excellent job in in further showing the development of Israelite assimilation. Uh, during the time of the Greek Empire. Um, if you listen to the class, it, it went quick. He brought up current events and covering the, the current events, did a great job with that, and then getting into, into the show. I got to say this. I got to say this. I'm, I'm going to say this. Brother says, we come, from, we come from, from, when I say we, I'm referring to um, those connected with the ISBHPK. 
we come from a, from a heritage. We come from a, from a, uh, our beginnings of of the ISBHPK. Um, to where it be it was nothing. It would be nothing for us to have a three, four hour, five hour class just covering one topic. And that's the world we come from. And I know that, that that's real shocking, uh, especially in the world we live in today, with with, with so where people's attention spans are so diminished and so demented. Um, they, 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 they literally get headaches and, 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 and migraines from having to just concentrate on listening to God's word, which is, again, done by design by the enemies of God to, pre, to present us with all the smartphones um, and the instant gratification that, can, that, that, that we always be looking for and, and, and failing to get to not leads to the manic depression, it leads to the uh, um, irritability and, and so forth and so on. But we come from a place where to have a three or four hour class covering one topic was, was not uh, outlandish. It was not out of order. Um, to where to, to now being in a place where now we have to make everything so concise and small because people's attention spans is, is less than that of a monkey. Um, and that's not, that's not meant to be an insult as much as an observation that it's even got to the point where the brother Kazaki is having to do five minutes of wisdom that he's got to um, um, try to just narrow something down to try and capture somebody's attention span for that amount of time with just five minutes, five to seven minutes of going over something because our minds are really being conditioned not to pay attention. Our minds really are, 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 are uh, being conditioned not to be patient, not to be enduring, not to be long-suffering, but to seek and just have instant gratification and, and on whatever, whatever level, from fast food. Yeah, I remember at one time, you know, Domino's, you know, it was uh, 30 minutes or less as far as delivery. Now, go, go to Domino's now and wait a line more than 30 minutes and see how irritated you get. Just being in line at, at Domino's. Be anywhere and see how irritated and how... how, how Debilitating that that a person might get. Don't be in the Starbucks line trying to get your little uh, matcha, uh, your, your little uh, uh, latte, or what have you. And you 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 ready to 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 kick your gas pedal through the through the floor to help speed the line up. I don't know how many people's uh, suspension uh, or steering in the, in, the, in the cars have gotten messed up for how how often now we punch hit slap our, our, the steering wheels because, because uh, something is delaying. Something is getting in the way of, 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 of me reaching my destination, me reaching uh, 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 a goal, something I'm after, and I'm, I'm rooting traffic, I'm cutting people off, I'm doing what I can, whatever, because it's about me getting where I'm going and, and, and I'm in such a hurry. Man, our minds being conditioned that way. I'm bringing all this up, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> I'm bringing all this up right now to try and squeeze these classes that we that we that we that we're going over into a two-hour time frame is very difficult. It's very very difficult. It it it, it uh, it's being done, but it's very difficult, and especially in the times and the days that we're living in now, 
with all the current events that's taking place. And all the things that, I mean, every, every time you turn around, there's something else going on that matches the biblical prophecy. If it's a school shooting, if it's a, a pandemic, if it's um, uh, another famine, uh, more layoffs, if it's more um, uh, uh, civil unrest, if it's more uh, wars and rooms of wars uh, taking place a- around the world, that there's so much that be going on that matches and lines up so 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 precisely with the scriptures that they try and hold it down, keep up with current events, and they come out with the topics and classes to help feed people's spirits to understand what's going on. It's not impossible, but it, it does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of work, and having to always keep looking up and see, uh, be reminded of the clock. Time's running down because people's attention spans are so short. People's attention spans are so small. Uh, uh, people getting irritated to where uh, to be able to sit down and go to class to understand the research, to appreciate the research, to appreciate the reading, and understand how how, um, unprecedented it is for us now on such a wide level that we have so much access to the scriptures and the prophecies and the histories and match everything up, that all the distractions that this world provides to keep the, the attention span and the mind short, it's, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. But moving on with the class, moving on with the class. Uh, on Monday, uh, we, we, we was going over, we, we finished with Jeremiah chapter 23. Uh, and the last thing we, we were referring to was the Lord saying, woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Uh, we were just starting to touch on that a little bit, and that brings a little bit of of light to how. Let me slow back down again. <clears throat> if you go back and listen to the class, uh, you go back and you'll hear that we were going over scriptures about uh, how important it is, the necessity for the Hebrew Israelites to get to a point of repentance and a point of humility before the Lord our God. And we're reading through, through our history, through biblical history and, and, and passages, how the Israelites and even other nations um, in Nineveh, as a matter of fact, that when evil was pronounced, destruction was pronounced, that we really had to come together and put on sackcloth and kill ourselves in ashes uh, and go into a fast and we really had to pray to the Father for forgiveness and for help because certain destruction had been declared upon us by our enemies. And that there's a certain level of humility, of humbleness, humility being humiliation that the nation of Israel had to display to the Lord our God. And we couldn't eat anything. It wasn't about us, us uh, needing to feed any of our appetites as far as even eating or drinking, let alone any of the other things of our appetites that got us carried away into sinning against God in the, in the first place, that we would fast. And then instead of making sure that we had our, our designer clothes, this, um, uh, fashion jewelry, and, and dressing to the nines, just looking the best we possibly could, uh, that we might be recognized, that we might be seen, that we, we stand out from the rest, that no, that the nation of Israel, including the priests, well, actually, we would be in front of the temple when we were in the promised land. We would be in front of the temple um, 
all of us laying on the ground, fasting for days. And it got to the point to where even our, our cattle and our, and our herds that, that we owned, we even put sackcloth on them and everything around us trying to show uh, our humility and trying to get God's attention for our, uh, for our safety, for our salvation. And that the priest specifically had, had, had um, even scattered, uh, put sackcloth on it and, and, and put dust on their meat trees which goes back to, to the, heavenly, the, the holy garments that were, that were so special to, in the eyes of God uh, for, the, for the priests that even the priests um, would get down um, and now have this, this arrogance that, that I'm, not, I'm, too, I'm too good to bow the knee. I, I can't let my clothes get dirty. Uh, there's germs down there. Um, we're going to lay right there on the street where, where cows walk by and horses walk by, um, and ants and bugs, and, and, and just lay there and get dirty. I'm not the one. But we're seeing how when that attitude was taken by even the priests, the kings, the elders of Israel, when the Lord had pronounced that final, that's it. I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting y'all. We would do that, and we would receive some type of grace. We would receive some type of mercy. And that even the priests would do these things. So come back now in Jeremiah chapter 23. It says, woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Then we look at so many um, uh, prosperity uh, preachers and teachers today. And, 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 and the, the, the image that's portrayed that God is with you when you're able to afford to look like this, like that to put on uh, your best, um, to, to wear the jewelry, to have the, 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 the private jets, the private planes, uh, so, so forth and so on, the, the, the Rolls Royces, the, the Maseratis, the, uh, uh, the, the limos, um, the Range Rovers, the Land Rovers, what have you, that, that has been so pressed upon our people that that's how you know God is with you, that it's preventing us from uh, reaching that level of, of, of humility. It's preventing a lot of people from reaching that level of abasement, and it's really pushing the belief that gain is godliness. That the more you have, the more God is with you, and the less you have to submit, the less you have to, to uh, take low, um, the, the less it's about us coming together as a nation and having to confess we've been going wrong against God. So that's what we were covering um, at the end of class on Jim with Jeremiah. Chapter 23, verses 1 through 8, that's what we were, at, what we're, had, were expounding on uh, at the end of Thursday's class. So I'm picking up with today, going back to Jeremiah chapter 23, I want to think about Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5. The book of Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5, and it reads, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. But listen, I've been trying to get to, to, to Christ and deal with biblical salvation uh, for a long time. I, I'm not going to lie. But there was other things that we had to really cover that we had to, had to get to. Uh, and in particular, that, that level of humility, of humbleness, of, of confession that's required for us as Israelites, that one thing that we as Israelites do, we do prophesy about the destruction um, of the world kingdoms. We do prophesy by the destruction of the world governments upon the return of Jesus Christ. 
Some really, they base their whole congregations on feeling the need to just talk about the destruction of the world governments and the destruction of so-called white people and the enslavement of so-called white people uh, and God's righteousness and in God's justice um, for what they've done to the world and what they've done to us as Israelites. Well, one thing uh, we kind of get away from, and all those things are true. I'm not saying, I'm not teaching this class to refute anything that, that, that is brought out. No, those things are all true. Um, Christ told us in Revelation chapter 13, verse 9 and 10, that he that leads into captivity shall go in captivity. Those who kill with the sword must be killed with the sword. That here is the patience and the faith of the saints, the saints being the, the Hebrew Israelites. For the, the, the things that we have, have undergone, being in, in captivity, being in, in the hand of the so-called white man, the white man's government um, here in, the, in, the, in these last days, uh, going all the way back to Rome, that there's not that has been any justice or retribution um, or, or justice um, handed out. There's been absolutely none. And that Christ is coming back to make sure that God's justice, God's vengeance is going to be taken care of. So I'm not saying that that teaching is wrong. I'm not even going there. They're teaching that. But a lot of people now just focus on that part, and we don't focus on some of these other parts, that we made God, we provoked God to so much anger with our behavior of wanting to be like the other nations, of following the gods, the traditions, the cultures, the fashions of the other nations, of, of wanting to, to, to uh, be accepted by the other nations, as opposed to being the examples to the other nations of what is actual righteousness and when it comes to the creator, when it comes to the most high, when it comes to God. And we, 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 we pissed him off so much that he, finally, he did reject us. And we're going to really go into that to dissect that. Um, but true to God's word to Abraham, who, who the Bible does tell us that Abraham was the friend of God. And let me, I keep quoting that one also, but let's get that, let's get that too. Um, A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-A-B-R-A-H-
his master do it, but I've given, I've told y'all everything. You are my friends because they, 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 they were so obedient um, in whatever trial tribulation they were going through to earn that, that, that position to be called the friends of Christ. Abraham, for all that he went through, earned the position to be called the friend of God. When we read Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8, Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8, it says, But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. This is out of God's own mouth. We go from the question in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7, to the statement from God. In Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8, uh, but thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. And when we get to James chapter 2 and verse 3, the book of James chapter 2 and verse 3, in the New Testament, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. That Abraham did reach that status, which is beautiful. And, and, and that is not really spoken of enough. I know not by me. I know that's something I need to fix. That it's only because of that relationship that Abraham established with, with God, that Abraham's um, lineage coming from, through Isaac and then also through um, Jacob, is the only reason why, why we are still here. All right, um, let me see this here. There we get that part. Cool. So now, coming back to, to, to the class and trying to pick up from um, now in Jeremiah. Why, why the Lord was, 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 was talking about the pastors who were feeding themselves and not feeding the people and not giving even the example of humility, not giving the example of, of taking low, but really keeping to themselves the preeminence, really keeping to themselves the I've got to look the part as opposed to being uh, sincerely, truly uh, humble. So now, in, now we're in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, it says, Behold, the day comes, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. That because of, we have so many pastors and leaders um, who have been leading our people wrong and, and astray. And I'm not going to go here, but we can really read on in Jeremiah chapter 25, where the Lord is really being very specific. Um, and talking about how there's examples of false leaders and false prophets and uh, false pastors who have led the people of God away from God and specifically talks about the prophet um, in Jeremiah chapter 25 or 23. I've heard what the prophet said. The prophet said, lies in my name saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. And if we come back again in reverencing and looking at among so-called minorities, which so-called pastor, preacher, or leader, uh, from the time he made the, the I Have a Dream speech until present day, that his philosophy is still pushed upon 
our people and, and people here in the Americas. Uh, the uh, can we all just get along? Uh, I have a dream that one day little little white boys and little black girls will, be, will all be able to uh, come together and see the Negro spiritual. That 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 um, integration, that amalgamation, um, that that's against God. And and you would think that for, for the Reverend Martin Luther King, and that, that's what was being really directed at, you would think he'd be familiar with the Tower of Babel. That as much as civil rights leaders among so-called Negroes to, to uh, Native Americans to uh, Puerto Ricans with the Brown Berets to, to uh, 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 anywhere amongst our people, that the whole idea of equality, the whole idea of being being equal and not segregating, but integrating. If you're a pastor, you've never read the story, you've never read the history about the Tower of Babel, that after the flood, that that notion was already uh, thought thought of by the inhabitants of the world, let us all be together. Uh, There was one language, we're all together, we're all equal, and we're going to build this tower against God. And God saw it, and that's when the Lord came down and divided all the languages, divided the, the, made sure the nations were divided by language, and, and, and put them apart so that it wouldn't be no unity, no, no oneness, no new world oneness or what have you, that the Lord created the nations, and he wanted the nations, and he wanted them to be separate. You would think that's something that, that would have been read or understood by a pastor by anybody with the Bible, to where it's to the point now where this thought process of, of, of everybody just being one has gotten so bad that now I heard this one pastor, it was on TikTok, somebody sent it to me. This one fool, I'm, I'm calling him a fool, this one fool is saying that God did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of homosexuality. And they were saying because of uh, same gender love. Can't call it a, a faggot no more. Can't can't call it a um, um, uh, evil no more. But because and this 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 fool was saying, God did not destroy Solomon and Gomorrah because of same gender love, but that God destroyed Sodom because of violence and of rape and. If, oh my God, and he, he's a pastor of a, of a church. And to look at this, and the passion he came with, the passion he came with, that just on that alone, people would, would, would listen to him because of how passionate he was in, in, in spitting out this, this, this nonsense, spitting out these lies. Go back and read the scripture, actual read. And go back and read, it says that Sodom was destroyed for its abominations. Leviticus 2013. Same sex, same sex sex, and lesbians is an abomination. God can't stand it. It makes God sick. It goes against the first commandment he gave um, living creation, besides the angels, to be fruitful and multiply. So the influence of, of pastors 
um, and leaders who don't know the scriptures, who are leading our people, has really got our people destroyed for lack of knowledge. So the Lord is saying, cool. The day is going to come. I'm going to raise up some shepherds. I'm going to raise up a righteous branch. I'm going to raise up a king, a leader, uh, that's going to prosper and is going to execute judgment and justice in the earth. And again, there's obviously a reference to, to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, yeah, I know I like to go into commentaries because I, I really like to try and keep keep the attention and focus off of my opinion, the attention and focus off of what I'm saying, and, and get actually scholarly accounts, biblical accounts. That's not just me because like the scripture says, and I do teach all the time, let God be true, but every man a liar. When it says every man, I'm not excluded from that. That it's not about me. It's not about this person, this, this person that was born from a mother whose name is Bobby Louise and a father whose name is Eddie Lee. It, I'm not, that's not what this is about. It's not about um, a cult of personality of, of, of that's, uh, for what I'm saying or bringing out to be agreed with or not be agreed with. It's not about my opinion. Every man to be a liar, but now let God be true. Let the scriptures be true. So I like to go to the commentaries that men who put in many more years and many more concentrated study into, uh, into history uh, of the Bible and doing research with the Bible and had a lot more uh, resources uh, to biblical references, to atlases, to even travel to the promised land that are above us right now, above me right now. So coming to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, um, we're going to read the commentary from a, a scholar and a his, historian who put together a commentary by the name of John Gill. And this is what he, this is what he has to say about Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5. So it says, Behold, the day has come, saith the Lord. So from that part of the scripture, he's about to give a, what they call an exegesis or a breakdown on what that part of the scripture, what, what it means. It says, or are coming. That, that it, it should be saying, it's, that behold, the days come, saith the Lord, or that the days are coming. So obviously this is a, going to be a prophecy. It's a prophecy that's being given. He says, and will soon be here a few days, months, and years more. So it was usable with the prophets to represent the coming of Christ as near at hand, uh, to comfort the saints and to keep up uh, their faith and uh, expectation of him, and especially the latter prophets. Uh, he says, refer to Haggai chapter 2, verse 6, and Malachi chapter 3, and verse 1, as also to usher in their prophecies of this sort with a behold, as a note of uh, admiration, attention, and uh, asservation. And it says, see Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Going on with the commentary, it says, that, uh, going on with the Bible description, it says, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Now with the exegesis, the Messiah. That the righteous branch is, is the Messiah. So it is explained by the Targum, which calls him the Messiah of the righteous and by uh, Kamichi and Ben Malek, and by the ancient Jews, important, the ancient Jews also, who is frequently, frequently by the prophets spoken of as a branch. He gives references to Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2, and Zechariah chapter 3, verse 8. 
It says, which, respect, which respects his incarnation, his springing up and appearance in the earth, and the, the meanness and weaknesses and the weakness, weakness of it. And here, his descent from the family of David, that the Messiah, the Savior, this chosen one, the Christ, is that his family descent is going to be from David. When he had, when that was in a low and mean condition to be his successor in his throne and kingdom, that Christ is going to be a family descendant, a blood descendant of the house and lineage of David, and that Christ is going to be the one who's going to sit on David's throne. Not in temporal, but in a spiritual sense. That it wasn't just talking about David's throne. Uh, that after David, we had it was Solomon, and after Solomon was Rehoboam, so on and so on. But now that it was going to be transferred down. That when Christ does get here, Christ is going to be the King of Kings. He's going to be the Lord of Lords. That's going to sit on the throne of David, judging and overseeing the nation of Israel. Okay, it says. Um, but a spiritual sense, and is a branch and plant not of man's raising, but of the Lord's. His human nature being formed without the help of man, and is, uh, and is that tabernacle which God pitched, and not man, and is therefore elsewhere called the branch of the Lord, and said to be brought forth by him, meaning by God. And this ain't talking about the, the virgin birth of Mary, the immaculate conception. It's not talking about that. It's talking about that Jesus Christ is going to be, yes, the fleshly of the fleshly lineage of David, but he will be executing and bringing the justice of God. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. The epithet of righteous is given him because righteousness in himself and the author of righteousness to others. A branch that brings forth and bears the fruits of righteousness from which all those that are integrated in him come to have righteousness. Reading on now with the scripture, it says, and a king shall reign and prosper. The king Messiah, now the exegesis, the king Messiah, the same with David's righteous branch, his son and offspring, who was appointed by God the Father, king over Zion, the church, uh, for, from all eternity, was always promised and spoken of as a king. The Messiah was always spoken of as a king. This branch that the Lord's going to, that the Creator, the Most High, is going to raise up, and came as such, uh, though his king was not with observation, it being not of this world. And when he ascended to heaven, he was declared Lord and Christ, and now reigns on the same throne with his Father, and and with all and will to all enemies are put under his footstool. And as he prospered in his uh, priestly office by obtaining the reputation, redemption and salvation of his people, which is the pleasure of the Lord that was to prosper in his hand. From Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 10. So likewise, in this kingly and prophetic offices, by going forth in, uh, in his gospel, conquering and to conquer, Riding forth, uh, riding forth therein prosperously and subduing 
his enemies and causing his ministers to triumph in him um, or shall deal prudently as the word is rendered in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 13. Um, when the, the scripture goes on to say from Jeremiah 23 and 5, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth and his church and among his people by governing them with righteous laws and by protecting and defending them from their enemies uh, for all judgments committed to the, uh, to, to the son. All judgment is committed to the son who will judge one day the whole world in righteousness. So I, I wanted to get that, uh, go here, and use this as an introduction to, to Christ. Jeremiah, let me get it back again. Jeremiah 23 and 5. And I know these transitions are really awkward. Um, I know but these, these transitions are a little bit awkward because um, there's, there's so much information I, I, I want to bring out, and I know that I have a habit of speaking fast, and that in my habit of speaking fast, there, there'll be a lot of concepts and a lot of things that I don't bring out that I might have been thinking of, but I don't bring out because of, of my zeal, I'll say it like that, because of, of, um, I get it going so fast and want to get, get it out. I know so, there's a lot of times I can, I'll be skipping over some very important key parts. Just want to get to the end. Just want to get to the end of, of, of the study or the class, what have you. And in doing that, I know I miss out on a lot of things that leading up to the understanding of why this, be, why this is significant, of why this is important, um, of, of, of what comes out. Uh, in the build-up, and that's why we've had, even in this series, had to go back and revisit um, uh, the confession part and even had to go back and revisit the humility part because I knew I kind of flew through that when I first brought it out. Um, and now the Lord's going to have mercy on the Israelites. But I, 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 got, I got there in, in, in such a rush, there was a lot of points and a lot of things that, that, that should have been brought out that weren't brought out. So I know in in this series, some things are going to seem very redundant. Some things are going to seem like deja vu or even like an echo, like, didn't we go over this already? And yes, we have. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yes, we have. But I'm trying to be thorough, and not just being thorough and boring, but I'm trying to be thorough and, and, and making sure that this is, is, is a proper picture. I'm trying to be thorough and, 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 and really trying to paint this picture for it to be seen. While, while, and while painting this picture, and bring this information out that it's going to be very contrary to how most people have grown up and their, their concept and understanding of Jesus Christ has been given to them in false pretenses. Their, 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 their understanding of the kingdom of heaven is, is not been a realistic um, uh, uh, perspective about the kingdom of heaven and what it's really going to be like and what's really going to be going on um, and what it really means to be saved, Okay. So we're at the point now where, again, dealing with the righteous branch. Um, and I want to pull some, some of these other scriptures to help back this point up about the righteous branch being Christ. Um, that, and this is where 
I, I got to be honest with you, and I'm, I'm, even my wife let me know I'm doing so much talking now, uh, which is it's so uncharacteristic of me. That I do a lot of talking uh, and, and expounding, and that, and doing that, um, I, the point gets lost. Um, and again, being conscious of, of, of people living in this modern society, this modern world, people's attention spans are are. are Are short. People's attention spans are, are, are for nothing. Um, that's not meant to be an insult. Bringing the alarm again and sounding redundant again. We, brothers and sisters, we 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 we're at this point where, for my years, the the, the three decades I've, I've been a, a teacher and been involved with this knowledge uh, of being uh, an Israelite, that the sorrow and the repentance really is lacking. Within a lot of the ministries um, that we run into, there are some fantastic, dynamic teachers, some fantastic, dynamic um, uh, men that that know this Bible and Bibles where, where Bible scripture are at so expertly, so precisely. It's almost scary. It, ha- it, ha- it has to be something inspired by God. And, and some of the abilities that, that have been done, and, and, and some of the again the teaching in classes, the classrooms, the congregations, the churches, uh, schools that have been built up, amazing jobs um, on, on all that. But there's a, I see a lack of people really understanding how much grace and mercy is being provided to us. A, a, a true understanding of John three sixteen. That for the world of the Israelites, um, and for how many times, and I, I'm confessing time also for myself. I'm not an eloquent man. But I'm really not. I'm not an eloquent man. That's why I even named, named the show Bible Talk. I'd rather let the Bible do all the talking, period. I'd rather not even be seen. I'd rather not be heard. I'd rather be, be in the background. I've got no problem with that, and and let others be the focus. Let others get the attention. Uh, others who 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 are very great speakers, others who are very 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 eloquent. Um, there's not an appreciation for how many times the Lord God has saved 
the children of Israel out of captivity so many times. There's not really an appreciation for how, how much we have provoked the Lord God of Israel, the Lord God, how much we have actually provoked and pissed him off to where he utterly rejected the seed. that He rejected the Israelites. He really did. To give us a way back. That in his anger, but again, in keeping his promise to Abraham, he still left a way for the nation of Israel to get back to him. In giving of his in giving of his son, Jesus Christ. To have Christ shed his blood and, and, and do what he did to redeem and to give the Israelites a chance at redemption after our repeated um, idolatry. And this world, I wish I had better words. After our repeated, um, repeatedly going against him, that he still left the way for us to come back, that from St. John chapter 14, verse 6, no man see, I, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man see the Father but through me. That for Christ, for the most high to still leave that, that, that pathway, those breadcrumbs, to get back to him through the Lord and Savior, the anointed one, uh, Jesus Christ, is, is not really appreciated. To understand how long-suffering the Lord God has been and to give us yet another chance through Jesus Christ, through Yahweh Shai. That we have done nothing to deserve or earn Forgiveness. We walk around still with so much arrogance and haughtiness. But the thought in our mind that we're still owed something, but there really hasn't been a focus on how evil we have been to the Lord God, our Lord God. And in the midst of how evil we have been, he still sent his son to die, to shed his blood, to be tortured for us. That we really get offended at the thought of we might still owe God. We still get offended at the thought of I have to be patient. I can't follow my own, own my own cravings, my own lust. I still, I had to submit, and for many of us, that 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 that's a, an issue of anger with us. It's an issue of jealousy and of envy. The why me? Why I got it? And I know, I know I'm lacking the, the, the words in trying to put this together for people to see. 
I know I'm still missing a part to, to, to bring it out. I know what I want to say. I, I know I know what what I want to convey. But having to get, get the puzzle pieces through the scriptures to put it together to make sure this this puzzle fits so it, so it can be seen and understood. I know the end game, what I want to get to, but it's getting from, from the understanding where we're at now, where a person's understanding is from uh, where a person's understanding about the Bible, about Jesus Christ is, to get into the end game understanding what's really going on, what's happening, and the steps that it takes to get there. I know I'm missing a lot of steps right now. I know I'm missing a lot of steps right now. Uh, Um, the show must go on. So uh, let's go to continue with Jeremiah uh, 23 and 5. Let's now go to, let me check the scripture first. Um, because of the righteous branch that the Lord God is going to bring through the lineage of David, who, that, and that being Jesus Christ. When we read Jeremiah chapter 30, a lot of these scriptures we've been over before, but hopefully there might be a little bit more in context right now. When we go to Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 3, it says, For lo, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah, saith the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. That... And here, this is very important because in Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 3, we know it was during the time of the Babylon, actual time of the Babylonian Empire when Jeremiah gave this prophecy. And it can be used for back then, but, but we, it's more directly focused at these times that we're in today. Because back then, remember, the, the northern kingdom of Israel had been exiled under the hands of the Assyrians before the Babylonian captivity. And it's those things that are very important in understanding and putting the Bible, and to get an understanding of the Bible, we have to understand Bible history, uh, world events, and we got to put the things together. That yes, the Assyrian, the, the Assyrian captivity, the Assyrian Empire, the Northern Kingdom of Israel had been exiled and banished out of the Promised Land, and that again being around 722 BC. We have this prophecy now from Jeremiah though. That the Lord is telling us through Jeremiah that lo, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah. Y'all see where he said my people Israel and Judah, that Israel and Judah is going to be able to return back to the promised land. We know from the Babylonian captivity, many Jews did return back to Israel. That's what we read about from Ezra, and we get from uh, uh, Nehemiah, and parts of Isaiah, and parts of Jeremiah. The Israelites did go back to Jerusalem um, after the Babylonian captivity, the Persian Mede captivity, and actually did rebuild the temple. We, we, we know that's true, but not the northern kingdom of Israel, like what's being referred to here. That this must be yet a, 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 a more, even for more future prophecy talking about the last days because the northern kingdom of Israel never returned back to the land of Israel. The northern kingdom of the Israelites, the nine and a half tribes, 
never return back home until we're going to return back home with with Israel and Judah being one again under Jesus Christ, under the righteous branch, under that, that King of Kings and that Lord of Lords. So reading this again, Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 3. For lo, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah, saith the Lord, and I will cause them to, to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. And since we've been here to any Americas, either as Aborigines or original so-called Native American, going all the way down to the tips of, of, of South America, that we, we as a people have not returned back to our land. The Israelites have not returned back to, to their land, especially returning back to their land, the hand of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That has not happened. Like how Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and brought them to the promised land, uh, a Savior, the Savior, the anointed Savior, the chosen Savior, the Messiah has not done this yet. Returned the people of Israel and Judah back to the promised land under the, the Lord and Savior and King Jesus Christ. Last scripture for today, brothers and sisters, is going to be Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 27. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 27. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will, I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah uh, with the seed of man and with the seed of beast. Here we have another reference to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And again, if you're not familiar with, with any Bible history, Bible prophecies that we've been trying to cover in, in, um, um, uh, here with ISBHBK uh, podcast, Bible Talk podcast, you won't understand the significance of why it's saying the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Where in the earth can we find the remnants of the house of Israel and the house of Judah if it's not here in North America? And what it's referring to is sowing the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of men and with the seed of beasts. That is referring to that when we get back to the promised land, when the Lord brings us back to the promised land by the hand of the Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, um, who the world calls Jesus Christ, that we're coming with men. We're going to be, um, we're going to have, from Isaiah, the 14th chapter, going back and looking at um, uh, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, a mixed multitude came out of Egypt with the Israelites and became the servants to the Israelites. And for all the cattle and all the, all the beasts that, that was magnified upon the, the Israelites, and coming into the promised land, that that same action, that's, that, same, uh, that same action, the Lord God is going to do again when Jesus Christ makes his return back to the earth to set things back in order, that he will be leading the house of Israel and the house of Judah back to the promised land, and that we're going to have um, servants and beasts and fruit and everything is going to be re- returned back to us. Um, I'm going to end this class with this on, on this note right here. And I'm going to pick this up tomorrow. Where am I at? Where am I at? Um,
Yeah, let me insert this here. One second, y'all, as I get ready to wind this up. Um, All right, brothers and sisters. Um, I'm going to end this uh, this class here at this at this moment in time right now. Thank you, everybody, who, who, who's had the patience and the endurance uh, uh, to listen to the class. Again, I, I, I know it's choppy. I know it's, I'm, I'm, it's missing, uh, and I'm trying to correct that. I'm, I'm, I am trying to correct that, um, so it, it's digestible, so it, it can be, it can be received and un, un, understood. Ah. Uh, Again, thank you, everybody, for your patience. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to get these, some of these, uh, these, these wrinkles ironed out uh, to, to make it smooth. Um, that this is what it might not be agreed with, but for it to be seen, definitely that this is what the, the scripture is actually saying. All right, so with that, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, the plan is tomorrow, uh, to have, have a blog talk again tomorrow morning, uh, uh, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, that's tomorrow being Thursday and then coming back on Friday with uh, a Bonds Bible Breakdowns. So with that, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to uh, say shalom.